0: Okay, guys, buckle up, because we are about to go on one wild ride. Today, my amazing, wonderful, one-of-a-kind mother is on the podcast with all four of my sissies, and we are putting her in the hot seat. Mom has some crazy tales to tell from her years of raising 12 children, but she also shares some pretty tender feelings that you may relate to regardless of how many kids you have. And even though we don't always see eye to eye on everything, in reality, I am my mother in all of the best ways. And I'm so excited to share her with the world. And FYI, it may be hard to keep track of who's who in this episode. So if you want to check out the highlight bubbles on our Mom Force podcast Instagram page, it might help put faces to the voices. Are you looking for real life, tried and true tips and tricks to help with all of the nitty gritty stuff of mom life? Well, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Mom Force.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay, we've got our beautiful mama. Yay, here she is. All the sisters in the house, Woo-hoo. all the sisters in the house.
2: Do you want me to I make, make a quote to hear of, from my husband? Yes. yes. He came in from the office one night, evening. I was at the sink washing dishes, looking out the window. And I turned to him, and I said, oh, hi, darling. And he says, that's how you do it. You are totally oblivious. Do you know what your children are doing outside?
1: (laughs) Well, the last time I talked to him, and he told me about how your day went, he ended it with, she broke the mold. Oh, my my gosh. gosh. (laughs) Or that one, broke the mold. Broke the mold. (laughs) Which, by the way, I think. We've been breaking the mold after you ever ever since. Ever since. It's amazing. And you want to know what? you Was that moment when you were sitting at the window looking out there, was that when Jordan had lit all those crates on fire? Yeah. I mean, three-year-old Jordan. <laughs> it was probably right around, right that, around time. that
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was on the phone, actually, talking to someone, and I was just looking out over my beautiful big yard, and I said, oh, I've got to go. Jordan's burning up the grass pallets in the front yard. at oh Three years of age. <laughs> three
1: years old with a little can
2: of. <laughs> he had a reaction. couple of neighborhood boys that were like five and six that.
1: get on the didn't action. Didn't want to
2: get,
0: miss any of the Jordan action. Is right, this even is as, at three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, wow. We are here with our amazing mother, and she is famous for having twelve kids, and literally famous. It's been headlines in newspapers
1: all over Central Florida. <laughs> I believe there's I greater believe, Orlando area. I believe
0: there's a hospital wing after
2: named after her. Well, yes. it didn't. Come to fruition because they wanted six million dollars to give us that privilege. Oh. But, <laughs> oh huh. Hey,
0: but it was an honor that you were considered. Considered
2: because I had had more babies in their hospital than anyone else.
0: You would have thought they would have just said, Let's give this to her. Yes. She has oh earned it. That is amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, people were always surprised to see you out and about with. All of your babies what were some of the unsolicited comments that have stuck with you through all these years when people saw you with your crew
2: once when we had all the little boys and we had gone out to dinner with them at one of those wonderful restaurants that didn't know that when they said children eat free they needed to specify one child per adult yes
1: <laughs> and not and not six per adult yes
2: yeah, so we had them all we were sitting there with all of our little little boys because you know we had our four little boys and then the two little boys that we adopted yeah. so we had six little boys four and under and several people at different times during that dinner came up to the table and said things like this so is this a scout troop
1: oh my gosh <laughs> a <laughs> That's there's, Or did you guys not have TV? Do you know that people say that to me all the time me about? Too. Did your parents not have TV? You know what?
2: They'll say that up to a certain point, but once you get past the critical mass number, oh my they don't say things like that. They're just in shock. They're all. just yeah. in shock. Jaw They're, drops. They're not th- saying anything. That they would get up from their table and oh. walk over to our table.
3: Who
0: does that? It happens to us oh, sometimes. Gosh, that to is ask. <laughs> okay, so, Mom, that what you just said reminded me of a question that we got in our Mom Force Facebook group. Someone asked, it was actually Crystal, she said, define big family. How many kids is a lot of kids, in your opinion? What would you consider? And you're on a completely different
1: scale here, but yeah, yeah. I want your, this, your, I'm, I'm, your unique personal t- your perspective. Excess t- kids. When
2: I drove up to Winn Dixie one day in my vehicle and dad was waiting there, with you children in the van. And the, this thought went through my head. Oh, that's a lot of kids. <laughs> because I, my own children hanging out of the windows and standing by the van. And I think we were probably... We went we jumped from five to seven because we adopted the two boys. So right around seven. That is a lot of kids. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: That is a wicked lot of kids. Except I remember feeling like we had a big family when I had three. That we were outnumbered kids per parent. Yeah. Come on.
1: Who's with me? I'm no, with totally, you right now. Totally. I feel with four, I'm completely drowning. It's yeah. relative. It and It is. It's also It's also relative to time. Like, Mom, I remember, my and my childhood was 11 years behind your childhood. I felt like we were out in the neighborhood and being in the yard more. There wasn't a lot, a lot of, like, structured activity like we have for our kids. Right. I think that makes numbers different harder
0: time, it, was, it seemed like a safer time that you could actually let your kids
1: wander
2: yeah. off
0: and think I wonder where the kids are except i want you to know that one day i wandered off and i went swimming in some river and i was swimming with water moccasins i could have oh been bit and died and i was
1: <laughs> home <laughs> thinking, you had no idea how that fun is, is she have <laughs> that is why you're dreaming about snakes <laughs> it might that's be awesome. i do
0: have weird recurring snake dreams my gosh that's hilarious but it's true it is a different time and yeah. people are surprised to see me out with my seven
3: kids.
4: Uh, Erica, oh yeah. do you get that I, too, Leah?
3: I find all the time. I find myself seeing a family and counting, but like one, two, three, four, five. They only have five. That looks like so many because for me, seven is my reality, and so it's I'm used to that number, I guess. Like, but oh, when I so when I see another family with five, for some reason, seeing different kids, different faces, counting it, there's a lot. But
2: when it's mine. Leah, do you remember dad saying to you, do you
4: take those kids with you everywhere you go? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yes. I showed up. We were headed someplace and he goes, do they go with you everywhere? Like they were luggage. Like you really carry all that luggage around with you everywhere you go. But it's interesting now as my kids are getting older, how many people come up to me and say, I wish I had had more kids. I had two kids. I had three kids. I wish I had had more. This is going to be such a blessing to you. One
2: day, Dad and I, working in the yard and what have you, with all our little kids, we had probably five at the time. Maybe we had four and I was pregnant with five. We went to the store, looking like we just got out of a day in the yard, digging and whatever. And our cashier looked at me, looked at my stomach and said, how many children are you going to have anyway?
1: Oh my, oh my gosh, goodness. mother. I had a similar situation when I was in Seattle. And Seattle, like, I, I think the average is one and a half kids, just the statistics of Seattle. So I'm up on the hill in, Anne, in Queen Anne, going into Trader Joe's, very pregnant with my third. And this same thing a guy, a guy at the cash register was like, wow, how many kids are you going to have? And I'm like, excuse me, I'm going to have as many as I can pop out. Well, that's what you've said I ever know. since you were a little girl. Whenever people would
0: ask us, are you going to have a lot of kids I like your know. mom? Shelly's go-to answer was,
1: as many as will come out. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my I gosh. Know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, But at that point, I knew I didn't want as many as could come out because that would just be disastrous. So, <laughs> so Shelly's got five right now.
0: Yes. But I know we, growing up in such a big family, had different um, – perception on what was a big family. Mm -hmm. But I remember when I had my first baby thinking, I don't know if I can have another one because how could I possibly love another child as much as I love this child? And in fact, Marina in the Mom Force Facebook group, this is what she posted. She says, how on earth do you decide to have another baby? I just feel like my heart will not let me. I love my daughter so much and it breaks my heart thinking about having another one. Now mom, you always wanted a big family. I always did. Is that true? That's what I remember hearing that was your life goal to have 12 children.
2: I wanted a big family and my first memories were thinking about my big family that I was going to have. I thought about names. I detailed all the things I wanted to have my house look like and my family routines and it was just the thing I wanted to do and my goal of going to college and doing any other thing was going to be to make me a better mother. So it wasn't something that just happened to me. I wanted it, and aren't I blessed
1: that yes. I got them all? You're so Vanessa, lucky. I, 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 had, I had those same feelings of like, I love this baby so much. I don't know how I can love. Not necessarily that I didn't think I could love another child as much as I loved Austin. But like, how can my heart handle yes. more love than what I've got for this one? And I think that's also why when people would see me out with my four kids, which seems like nothing to the rest of you guys, but it's a It's Hand a lot. That's a big family. Yeah. And they would say, oh, wow, you have your hands full. My automatic response was, no, I have a full heart. Because oh, it's right. true. It would bother me. Like, doesn't doesn't this mom who is dealing with these four kids in a grocery store that are acting like complete psychopaths know better that it is a big hard job. I don't need you to tell me that you recognize yeah. it also. So no, my hands are not full, but my heart is. So yeah, Kara, is that. there
0: room in that heart for another baby? <laughs>
1: we need this, one. This heart is the hot topic right is now. Very full. If Kara can have Another baby, a major caboose baby, because her baby's eight. No, no, no. the baby can like it. Born, it. born in another decade.
0: It. Hey, am, am I being like mom right now? Pressure you to have another oh, sure. baby?
2: Yeah.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, by the are way, you,
0: do any of you do have not felt like you've been pressured?
1: Yes, encouraged. I would say yes. Am I not the only one raising hands. my hand no. right now? I do. Re- I do recall the last time we were at Erica's, you told me I needed more stockings hung on my mantle.
4: <laughs> hey. You know what? Mom said last time she came to my house was, I think you've got enough. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh
4: my God.
2: That's hey, listen. Awesome. Hey, it's okay, here's, though, because so my here's, kids I'm are changeable, humble. I'm a changeable creature.
1: Here's, <laughs> you are. Here's what I understand why you say this, Mom, is because will you ever lose that longing for a baby? I think as women, it's innate in us to want to nurture and snuggle and cuddle and... and mother a teeny tiny baby so I don't blame you for encouraging it do I feel pressure mm, sometimes I feel like I haven't accomplished as much as some of the other sisters because I don't have as many kids but I would never yeah, But say who's say making that, that you feel that way that's that's me personal personally, that's me personally. yes yeah it's a personal thought of like I, I think I could probably do more but then you have to assess and can I do realize more? and I my situation fully, is different I am fully confident in saying no Four is good for me. I feel completely content and full and happy with four.
0: Four is a big family. Well,
1: so I do want to say if I ever
2: made any of you (laughs) feel pressured, I'm sorry. Oh, mom. I I was learning, and you, I learned from you. From Vanessa? Yes, from Vanessa, my firstborn. I wasn't necessarily saying, have more, have more, have more. But I was encouraging you in what you did do, which was
1: have
0: more. Have well, you also encouraged me not to go on birth control when I got married, Listen, I was are,
1: definitely listen, doing. I'm telling you right now, this is this is a time. This was the time then because my father-in-law, we've had this conversation. He did the same thing to his first child, the, the first of his kids to get married. That He said, if you are ready to get married, you're ready to have a family. He's addressed it to us, and he has said, this was a mistake. <laughs> I shouldn't have told you that. You needed a little bit of time. No, no, this is... This so you serious. think it's a different it's time, a it's different a generational time. thing. Because there's so many factors that are just at the forefront of reality now between mental health, finances, education, educational goals, career goals, like just different things are weighing in. And it is not taking away from having families, obviously, and especially in a religious background. And it's okay to say that longing is there, but that doesn't necessarily mean I should have another baby. At this moment. Yeah
0: my god okay oh my go back to <laughs> I'm like <laughs> sorry sure. but i want to i want to remind everyone here and tell our listeners about a specific goal that our mother had for herself
2: i said she this had. i was sure just reminding up. someone of it last night i said there was the time when i said in vanessa's presence i i have a goal of having 50 grandchildren <laughs> And immediately she says, I said,
1: you can't have a goal like that. You have nothing to do with that.
2: (laughs) Well, I said, you know what I mean. This would be something that I love.
1: Yeah, well, I think she's stretched that goal now because you've hit 57. You blew it out of the water. And now she says, oh, if I could just squeak out three more, round it out to 60. 60. Oh my, oh my gosh! Goodness. Well, look, with I, I kids, can't. So no funny. one's
4: gonna do that for me. Listen, you're gonna start fifty-seven. You're gonna
1: start getting grands, and then you can just start adding that onto the number. There you go.
4: Yeah. <laughs> hey, mom, I would love it if you'd tell us the story about when you were little and you used to pray that your dolls would turn into real children. It's my favorite story. So, the Christmas
2: of my first grade year, I received five dolls for Christmas. Three of them were those little Ginny dolls that were just about, what, eight inches tall, cute little dolls with all those little outfits. And then there were a couple of, there was a big doll, and then there was just a regular, lovey, comfy baby doll. So I remember clearly three weeks, every night I prayed that when I woke up, those dolls would be real, real children. And then saying, I know I'm young. Yeah. But I can so. do this. <laughs> and at the end of three weeks, I thought, he's not going to do it. So I just <laughs> quit praying for it. But that was the way it was with me. That is oh so God. So
0: you had said that you prepared your whole life and planned for having this big family. Now I'm curious when you finally had your first baby, what was the biggest surprise Re- as a real life mom with a real life baby? The sleep. Yes, the oh lack oh of. Yes. <laughs> oh
2: my Really, gosh. that was because me. I've always loved my
4: sleep. Me too. Yeah. We. So know. I remember I getting get up in the you. night
2: and standing over your bed and weeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Weeping because I loved you so much, and also that I would never be able to sleep again in my life. <laughs>
1: There is a
4: reason that sleep deprivation is a form of torture because you can be crazy after a couple nights of not sleeping. I was just talking to a friend
1: who's having her first baby and I said, she said she's so tired. It's actually Mrs. Chu from the school. So when I get home from teaching all day, I'm so tired and I'm like, just go to bed because you'll never be able to do that again. <laughs> never. <laughs> it's true. Just close your when eyes you when you have your first to.
2: baby, every time that baby sleeps, you sleep. Yes. Yeah. But when you have your first baby, you mm-hmm. never
4: do that. It sounds so silly, but I love, I almost felt like I was constantly playing house. Like Steve would get home and I would have the whole house clean and he would be so proud of me. Like so yes. happy that I it could be so accomplished with this like new baby. House. But I didn't lay down when he was there. And I regret that so much. On
1: the flip side though, like coming from a person that does not nap, even when I have teeny tiny babies, I feel like it's okay not to like, I felt like when I could be my most productive was when the baby was sleeping. And that's where I felt a sense of accomplishment. And so just on the flip side of that, like Mm -hmm. maybe don't nap. If you feel like you're so behind and you're so like, you're drowning. Drowning. Don't take a nap. Do what you want to do for yourself yeah. or what you feel like.
2: Exactly. It's so individual. I'm still a napper. You know that. Yes. Yes, yes yeah. we do. We all know. She's also Mom, a I night think part
0: owl. part of what helped me get through every new baby is you would come stay with me, and you would take care of things so I could nap. I remember yes. when I had my first. I I was falling apart, <laughs> just so tired and so confused. What is happening to my body? And you just took the baby all through the night. You helped set me up for success because I'm like, Kara, I, ca- I don't sleep in the baby sleep either. I want to get stuff done. And um, I remember hearing you. you
2: say, if only I never had to sleep. I, I could do yes. so many things.
0: If I could have one wish granted by a genie in a bottle, that's probably what I it would wish It is called crack cocaine.
4: <laughs> I know. I told Steve the other night that I kind of maybe a little bit get why people oh do gosh. meth when they feel behind in their life. Oh, my gosh. You guys, this is <laughs> terrible.
0: Leah, Leah. I know it's <laughs> terrible. Mom, so you had 10 pregnancies and you adopted two. I'm curious about your pregnancies. Were they all different, similar? I don't have any memory of you being sick.
2: I wasn't. I Felt like I was going to throw up with you, but I never did.
0: Hmm. And
2: never again.
4: I was a puker. Be nice.
2: Whenever I found out I was pregnant, I was like, ah, okay, everything's good. I wanted to be pregnant. I would take my three-month-old babies to go visit friends that were in the hospital after having given birth. And I would look at my huge three-month-old and the brand-new baby and say to my husband, we need another baby. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was obsessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Unique. Love it. Hey, listen. At one point, after the, the possibility of getting pregnant was way gone, I said to Dad as we were driving along, i I heard something on the TV. Here's how we can have another baby. We just find a surrogate woman."
1: Oh, really? You talked about that.
2: Oh, (laughs) I did. And my husband looked over at me, endangering both our lives, and said, You've finally lost your mind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
2: God. God. What
0: about the time you wanted to adopt the The
2: nine family? Yeah, the nine Romanians.
1: And the Cambodians. What about them?
2: That I caught lice from. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Several rounds of mother being willing to uh, adopt whole, whole other families into our family. Mom's baby. mother, okay, that's not not the most heart is never ending. Thing. That was not the most amazing thing. The amazing thing was my husband never
1: said no. A word. I know. He never no, said he never said, never said, no. said a word. He never yeah. said no, no. But good thing you came around because that would have well. You know what happened? With changed the, your future. The nine
2: siblings from Russia.
3: No, what
2: we we heard it on the news. So we divided the responsibilities. I was going to call and find this out, and he was going to do that. And, and so then, like time seriously goes looking by. into it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was yeah. home, and I was expecting nine more siblings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the um, next day. So next day.
2: the next thing that happened was we were watching the news again. Time had gone by, and they announced that a family had indeed been found for the f- nine siblings. And we looked at each other. And said, What happened?
4: Rats. It just A didn't perfect
2: work out. stupor of thought right yep. there. Yes. So at that point I did say to my husband, say no. Save next, us from all this. Save me time. from
0: myself. So dad was a willing partner. Yes. Uh were there any surprises in the role he played as a father to this ever yes. growing family, though? Yes. I'm curious about that.
2: Okay, so he was he worked late, like seven o'clock every night. And typically he would come in, put down his work briefcase, pick up his church briefcase, and go out the door. And I said at one point, maybe after boy four, So honey, remember what you said before we got married, how you th- looked forward to bouncing your baby boy on your knee. So when does the baby boy bouncing on the <laughs> knee happen? Oh
0: my <laughs> Dad worked so hard. He had his own law practice with his brother, and then he served as a bishop in our church, and that took up most nights, right?
2: Here's the thing, though. When I have asked you children, do you remember ever feeling like Dad neglected you? None of you have. Mm -mm. It worked. I mean, you know that the roles are divided. Yeah. He was the perfect breadwinner and he loved you and you all knew it and when he had a chance he spent his time with you. But I was there with the kids mm-hmm. all the
1: time and I don't think it was I just it worked out good. I just remembered I just told the story to John, but I remember dad coming in and when I knew he was home because I would hear his shoes shuffling. Mm-hmm. Through, the shuffle. The sand on the tile. Yeah. And I would Every once in a while, I'll get brave enough to creep down the stairs and hop on his lap. Here's where the b- bouncing. It was a baby girl though, on his knee, and drink his freshly poured Czech soda. Yeah, this and is my memory. And he and, would let me. And I always remember wishing and hoping that I could find a pair of shoes that would slide on the tile and oh. make the same clicking noise that it was his like shoes it would make. Between like a shuffle and like a little gritty. Mm-hmm. It Click. was the sand on. It was oh the sand on was, the tile. It, it was, was
2: the sand on his shoes on the tile. Yeah. Because really, we kept our. Oh no, tile. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, would yeah. so yeah. Walk in
1: from walk the carport the yard into the house. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: yeah. You, you know, Nate and I were just talking about this about how I grew up in a family with twelve kids and a very busy father. Yet I never felt neglected. And one of the things that pulls at my heart is I sometimes worry that I'm not giving enough focused attention to each of my seven kids. But I think actually it ended up being something that made me independent and resilient yes. and strong. Like not dad and mom, you weren't at all my choir concerts or my softball games or any of my activities. I didn't even know you <laughs> played softball. I didn't know. I was just gonna say you played softball? <laughs> okay, I, I played softball. Yes. <laughs> me.
4: I think no Vanessa,
1: I think that also instilled a confidence in you. That mm-hmm. you can do things. Like you you are confident in your independence and you can do things without needing a handheld. Yeah. Did not have a helicopter, Mom. I think that a cool
4: thing that mom always did, and you can explain this, Mom, but it's something that you always call parallel play. Oh, okay. That that reminds me of something I wanted to say because at
2: one point I began worrying that I was so involved in all my projects.
0: Which she had always a project. Sewing, always painting basketry whatever
1: painting (laughs) business plans, and at
2: one point I started feeling guilty because I would hear women talk about how they did so many things with their kids they sat on the floor and played games and they and I thought oh my gosh I don't do that and then I read an article of a study that was done at either Harvard or Stanford that said that Children with mothers who are involved in their own activities were tended to have their activities, and they were parallel. So mom's doing this, and every so often she'll look down at the child and say, oh, that's good. That was a good idea. And then go back to her work, and the child would go back to his. And they said that was the absolute best parenting strategy of all.
1: Well, I can totally appreciate that because that's how I... I tend to parent the parallel parenting. Me too. Yeah, and I feel like I think we're all there. Some sometimes you can take that into um, conflict resolution also with your kids, and you give them the opportunity to resolve conflict with with each other on their own before stepping in. I think that is a lost art nowadays because I have to fight myself from coming in and trying to mediate the argument. And then I end up getting mad at my kids. Whereas if I just let them resolve the issue or get to a good place, I'm so much happier as a mom. And they have built this huge skill to be able to resolve problems without having to have someone come in and step in and mediate it.
2: I've had your teachers, when you're in elementary school, tell me the exact same thing. The one that stands out in my mind is Colin that she said, if I have having trouble with another child, I just sit that child next to Colin. Because he knows how to deal with things, and he is such a good example. And several times teachers have said that you children were so independent, so resilient, so cheerful. That's another
1: thing that I loved having them say. Well, I think a couple of us ended up um, in the principal's office for physically fighting at school. So I think that was something that we developed uh, (laughs) along the way. Well, I think too, with, with our relationship, because us
4: sisters, we actually have a really unique relationship as sisters, a big group. And I think that part of that was that we knew that our parents didn't allow us really to fight. So we had to resolve all of our conflicts behind closed doors.
0: It would sometimes get physical, not going to (laughs) lie. 100%. Mom, I wanted to go back to what you said about kind of feeling bad about the parallel play until you heard that study, I actually was reading in your journals, which I have to say, thank you, thank you for keeping such good journals as a young mom. When we were moving you out of your big house a couple of years ago, I thumbed through some of them and I just mostly looked for my name to see what you wrote about me. (laughs) But one of the things that you wrote was how your mother heart was breaking because I had written you a note saying something like, Mom, I know what you're going to say, and it's okay, but I thought I'd ask anyway, will you come play with me? And you said that when you read that note, you just, it broke your heart because you realized that I'm not that kind of mom that played with her children, and that you resolved to do better, that the next day you were going to surprise me, and you were going to invite me to sit down and play Legos or whatever. I have absolutely no memory of that, but I thought it was interesting how we can get so torn up over things that we aren't doing that we feel like we should be doing, but you are the exact kind of mom you should have been. And because of the way you are, it made us the kind of moms that we are. When you were talking about parallel play, we're all nodding our heads because that's how we raised our kids. I never sat down and played pet shop or beauty salon with my kids. My next door neighbor and best friend did with her kids and with my kids. But um, Thank heavens for Jen. Yes. Thank you, Jen. But that is one of the ways that we have become our mother, one of the many ways that we've become our mother.
2: Well, isn't it wonderful that children are so resilient and perfect that we can use all kinds of different styles of parenting and still be successful? And children remember the good. What a blessing. Of course they do.
1: Yes. Okay. I have a question that I've been dying to ask mom. I've had quite a few embarrassing moments as a mom, embarrassing because of what my children have done what is one of your most embarrassing moments as a mom that we inflicted on you (laughs) oh embarrassing because of how the kids behave like like as a mom like
0: what's an embarrassing moment that you had when you came to my classroom and um the teacher said um april your mother's here and you realized that i changed my name (laughs) 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 which is funny it was adorable so
2: adorable i
0: I just thought, I love that. Well, here, I wanted I that cursive one. letter A at the beginning of my name. The V was a little <laughs> tricky.
1: I have one. I, um, S- Sam, my husband, loves my body, okay? He does. <laughs> <This> <laughs> and true. he likes we're to touch it. And keep his hands off it. So we were, Austin and I were in 7-Eleven. He was maybe five or six, and I was filling up my soda drink, and he came in behind me, surrounded by a bunch of construction workers. Who, Austin, did this austin came in behind me at five at five slapped my booty and said that's my bum and i was (laughs) horrified all of these construction workers standing around me and my son is claiming it's my bum oh my (laughs) gosh my gosh
0: okay that's a good one now mom I can't think of anything public. I have I one that like, you could talk about. What? Mom, no, you're I know you're crazy.
1: Listen, you you need talk to talk about it. <laughs> you need to talk about the time that you, you worked so hard on getting your kids looking so perfect for church. And the car stalls out in a puddle.
2: Okay, so we had a rainstorm while we were in church. And when we came out, it was flooded, our route home. And we did stall out because they wanted me to drive fast so that those big fans of water yes, would shoot Yes, I love out. that. But it shot up so much that it did something in the end, wet something in there, and we stalled at the stop sign. And the minute we realized I couldn't get going, the door of the van opened. Now, all you little girls were not yet part of it. Yes. All the little boys. All the little boys. We had a group of six little boys leaped out of the Volkswagen bus.
0: It was a maxi, van. a maxi van. I was there. I remember
1: because you should keep saying little boys, but there's a little girl in there. I, I was too, there too. She was the I wasn't one. wearing she my wasn't swimsuit, wearing swimsuit, swimsuit under my well, clothes. Well, every
2: year I made the boys <laughs> speedo swimsuits. I had to do probably two or three of them because they wore them out every because they wore them as underwear
0: as they did. Apparently, I didn't,
2: I didn't realize they were wearing <laughs> them as underwear, but out they all came in their red speedos, splashing they and had having stripped
1: out of their church clothes. Church
2: clothes, and they all had their speedos.
1: And that was that was someone,
2: embarrassing. Thank for remembering. remember a bunch
0: Thanks. of hooligans. Someone else from the church came by to see if we needed any help, and I remember that. I remember I you being remember embarrassed. I remember having Everyone's to
2: standing in a puddle. I had no idea <laughs> that they were wearing their speedos, so I had
4: to say that it was. Craziness. Oh my gosh.
2: Thanks
1: I love for remembering it. that. <laughs> yes, mom, I, I think, think there's, there's, there's a lot, lot more. more I
2: think there's <laughs> a lot more. You remember more. that
4: I don't
0: remember. We've got to bust out those journals. Some maybe. of
1: those we don't want to really share on here. It's the cute, sweet little boy stuff or the little girl stuff when they were sweet. It's not oh,
0: the high school.
4: In
1: less oh, you high mean the, school, the, like the, the high school
2: girls that went off in the approved clothing. Mm-hmm. And as they passed the mailbox. Mailbox down at the end of the road, they pulled out their Clothes that they planned to wear. Contraband.
0: Yes. <laughs> Contraband. <laughs> well, mom, this actually tees up a question from the, in the Mom Force Facebook group. Someone wanted to know how did you survive teenage years with 12 children?
2: I didn't think it was as bad as everyone told me. And, and the thing they loved telling me was what were you thinking having all those girls? They're going to, you'll die when those girls grow up. And I frankly can say I felt like the boys were.
3: Yeah. More difficult Thank you. Yeah, okay. I'm do Round of applause here.
1: Yeah. Round of applause for the girls. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's why we're her favorites. Just, Kate, I'm Kate. Just kidding. I'm kidding.
3: I think you you made it through because I was you oblivious. may have been in the dark about lots lot of teenagers that's oblivious? Teenage yeah, right? that's,
1: that's, that's one thing that go. I love about you and that I am so grateful that I have a small dose of is that you are perpetually positive. And you give everybody the benefit benefit of the doubt. So even yeah, your girl think even, your even girls when you're telling me you not the truth sneaking out and wearing to tank tops and daisy dukes, you still thought that we were good and gonna make good choices next time.
2: Yeah. I did. And if you told me, Mom, I'm so sorry and I'll never do it again, I believed you. I think Every it's time. projection. They call it projection, don't they? Yes. Because I, love I it. knew that if I told my parents I would never do it again, I wasn't gonna do it again. Well so I just figured you (laughs) would neither. Eventually for the most part eventually we stopped (laughs) it. You broke the mold and
1: so did we. Right. We broke the mold. Eventually we did quit doing it. Yes, you did. (laughs) But I love that you you extended this forgiveness and this like positivity to your children and that we have we have taken that on. We were just in an interview today talking about how one of the gifts that we were given from you is the gift of forgiveness.
0: Oh, and Shelly's getting choked up. But it it is true that forgiveness, it's seeing people in their best light. I've always said, I got that from you. I always give people the benefit of the doubt. And I was giving my own teenage son the benefit of the doubt. And Shelly's like, you are getting fleeced. He is totally (laughs) doing stuff behind your back. And I'm like, yes. I
1: intercepted sneak-out text messages that very night. He wasn't going to go. Because he knew I was going to catch him. (laughs) (laughs) He said he planned on it if it hadn't been me.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, that's why I collect my children's phones at night. Okay, mamas, all you mamas out there listening, collect your kids' phones at night. So they
1: can intercept the (laughs) sneak-out text messages. They thought they were going to pull the wool over my eyes because I was staying with him, but mm -mm, Mm -hmm. not this auntie.
0: No, but I love that about you, too. And I am my mother in that way.
4: Yay. Me too. <laughs> Thank you. We always say that mom sees her entire experience raising kids with these rose colored glasses. And I find that I I'm lucky that I have a little bit of that. You I do a lot to... of that,
0: Leah. I do. You have you are <laughs> endless, rose. You're Just basically endless a rose about it. I Leah know. packs her giant van with all of her kids and comes
1: to Utah by herself for weeks on end. And no one watches shows. They all listen and read books. Yeah. That's right.
4: Actually,
1: that's right. We do. Well, I just. But hang on, I, hang on, hang on. If you ask Leah how it went, she's going to say, oh, it was great when we all know good and well there's nothing great you about traveling. Well. Yes. Uh, I know. But
4: really, though, it, we just went to Tahoe this last weekend, and there were some things that in the moment would have maybe like made the trip not great. But even on the drive home, I was telling Steve, isn't it amazing, though, that like now that we're on the end of it, I only am going to remember the things that were good about it, which is also a problem because I never remember the cautionary tales.
1: Like (laughs) I (laughs) always, I always see the good things. Lessons learned or forgotten with the rosy colored glasses. That is absolutely true. You did get that from
0: mom though, because I remember when I started in with, you know, potty training and all, you know, the little kids stuff. And I had kids, boom, boom, boom. And I would call you and say, mom, how did you do this? And you would say, "I have no idea. I
1: don't remember any of that."
0: You all remembered all of the good, rosy, wonderful stuff, but the nitty gritty. Of- I can
2: tell you the potty training. My strategy,
0: okay,
1: let's probably hear
2: sounds it. insane. Yes. I had a whole stack of those thick training pants. Uh huh. I didn't use diapery type things. So when I when they reached tw- two years old, I brought the stack out, and we would go through it. And as soon as all those needed to go in the laundry, then I put them away for two weeks. And took them out the next two weeks. And as soon as they all peed in those, they went into the laundry. And we waited another two weeks.
1: And eventually, it worked. And you had to do that with every child. But what I remember, one child, you didn't have to. The golden daughter.
3: Oh, me?
1: Erica. (laughs) Oh, Erica. (laughs) No, not you, Lee. I'm joking. With Erica. Tell that story really quickly. Okay,
2: so Erica was two. And we had Leah, who was exactly two years younger than Erica That's and right. best I got, she ever got I got so frustrated because I went to get a diaper to change Leah and there weren't any diapers left and I thought well I'll just make do with one of Erica's I'll just you know how you do tape it down and there weren't any diapers Erica's size either and I was just my goodness and I said Erica a newly minted two-year-old Erica, we don't have any more diapers. You just simply must wear these undies, and you, and you won't pee in them, right? And you came up to the moment, you grabbed those undies, and that was it. You never, day or night, peed again. My Erica. Claim to
3: fame. <laughs> it is. It, it is. It is. Aren't you just a little I can angel? pee in a potty when I'm told. Still hey, can, guys. Still can. can. <laughs> really, she understood. She saw my
2: frustration, and she understood, and I made it clear. We don't have any diapers, so
1: you can't pee.
0: And that's why she's the favorite. And that's why,
1: <laughs> listen, that's why she's Ricky the Hound Dog. Yeah, she, she is. resourceful. You present her with a problem, and she's going to figure it out. Solve it. She fixes she's going to figure it out.
2: They oh. love each other, even though they're saying some of those things.
0: <laughs> no, but Mom, I'm curious why I never heard about your d- potty training strategy. I never had a tall stack of those absorbent pants. Are you sure I didn't tell you how I did that? I don't remember doing that. You we had a mom lot of brain. potty treats and Vanessa, portable you ha- potties in every room. Was of the house. she you still mom, potty right? training me though? <laughs> That's <It's> ridiculous. <laughs> oh, someone, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
4: I'm sorry. I'm not a miniature potty person.
1: If they cannot or I cannot get the balance on, with the on that toilet seat, it's not happening. <laughs> <You> guys, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. This is just a break in a funny story. I had a friend who would carry that little potty around in her ba- in her trunk. Yeah, and because she didn't do public bathrooms and i can understand that with a brand new baby so she would take her kid to the trunk and the child would use the potty in In the the trunk trunk. i I don't think that's a bad idea i i can't especially if you have another little baby going to a public yeah that's a lot hey you want to i didn't think about it with another tiny because you don't want to take that baby out of the car Mm -mm. so but what do you do once the potty's full just dump it out the side of the road well depending yeah I mean, guys, that's I mean, see, target look, target that's another that episode. Not appreciate that was, dumping
0: out a little.
4: That's potty. Listen,
1: That'll be This be another mom force mini. <laughs> this gross. should be a mini because, <laughs> yes. or at least a topic, because a lot of our listeners have little kids. Yeah, I yeah. have a great and of that is strategy. a perfect
2: example of how
1: mothers are so
2: inventive, and resourceful, and there's so many different ways that issues
4: can be dealt with that are equally good and wonderful. And Brilliant. Equal but different I, and men. get the same result. You're all, no one's nine-year-old is not able to pee in the potty. That doesn't have other issues, right? Yes. Everyone's getting potty <laughs> trained at some point. Yes.
0: Um, Mom, you mentioned mothers are inventive. Oh, yeah. And resourceful. And I would say you were probably one of the most inventive and resourceful. Now you're going to ask me what, mothers. for examples, oh, and I don't know. <laughs> no, I, well, we'll what I'm thinking of right now is um, mending the chicken's crop.
2: Oh yeah. We yeah. we
0: had a bit of what I call a gentleman's farm, like a little a menagerie, smattery, a of, menagerie of farm animals. It was kind of my dad's little hobby. But mom grew very attached to these animals and uh, a chicken came in with a little needing little
1: veterinary care? The dog, the family dog. Do you remember when in t- in time because I'm very curious if I'm actually I think alive you've heard or not. The story because so much cuz I think I was Isn't that so enough. crazy? I feel I like I saw this whole thing go down but I think it's just the folklore. I feel like there may have been multiple crop stitchings because okay. I feel like I <laughs> witnessed one neuterings. on top of the grand piano. <laughs> yes. I don't know.
0: Yes.
1: Okay, keep going. I just wanted to know because I just laughed thinking like I was there during all the stuff when like I wasn't even born. Jacob was chicken man
2: AKA Chicken Man, remember? He loved chickens. So he had a whole little collection of different looking chickens and one of his chickens got overloved by our family dog. And he sustained the chicken, sustained a little cut in her
0: crop. Describe what the crop yes, is. Yes,
1: tell us what the aren't crop is because I see you it's touching your crop,
0: but I don't <laughs> oh, the know. Ah exactly right the crop is right below where you
2: just a little like a pouch wadler. where the chickens fill it with
1: gravel. gravel.
2: And they then they eat their little food bits and they go into the crop where those food bits are rubbed into littler bits by the gravel that's in there. So that's an important. They have to have that. That's, yeah. that's their chewing. Mm-hmm. They don't chew with their beaks. And it's they in the neck. It's in the neck. Okay. So Jacob came running up with one of his chickens that had run into the dog and had a little cut and it didn't look, there was no blood. Because that was just a little piece of skin, little skin bag. But every time she would eat something, everything would fall right out that little slit, which wasn't good. It wasn't going to turn out right. No. So just like your other crippled chicken, had to be done. yeah. To the skin so bag. So I exactly, <laughs> you gotta fix that, that skin, bag. skin <laughs> bag. So I I had my sewing machine and things there because I usually was sewing something, and I just got my needle and thread and sewed up that little cut. Tied it in a knot, cut it off, and off she went. I never removed the thread, but she lived a
0: long and healthy life. Was that the same chicken that roosted on the end of their bed at night? <laughs>
2: Possibly. I love that. that was probably after. But, I mean, we have a long history of chickens.
1: Yes, and, and chickens getting into the house. And,
2: yes, when we came back from church, there she was. Roosting on the second floor. On the second floor, so she had to go up all the stairs. In the queen bed that all four <laughs> of
4: us shared. Yep. yep. In the in the girls' bedroom. Erica always had to sleep by the window, so if robbers came, they snatched her first. No, because <laughs> she's listen. <laughs> I know, this strategy. <laughs> no, I know this strategy. I know this strategy. I was the on the edge, place so I to run.
1: Actually, the safest place to be because you could hide. And he goes for the second. Yeah, he looks right me. beyond the, the person next to the window. Uh, Listen, uh, we've done a lot of these research. strategies. Yeah. And Meanwhile, I'm the queen in my own, own room. <laughs> room, winning, <laughs> winning
0: room. beauty crowns <laughs> and operatic hey, performances. That's what happens when you are one girl followed by six boys. I know. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I plan to sneak into that room and get into all your stuff. <laughs> I got all yeah, the all demand. your razor blades. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mom, we this is going to be the longest episode we've ever done, and I don't want to quit it, but we got to wrap things up. But I want to talk about one thing. You can see things through rose-colored glasses. You give people the benefit of the doubt. But was there a moment where you couldn't handle it, where you lost it?
1: And we want you to be raw. This is This is like get vulnerable with us. Get the okay. raw dog going. Okay, so. Full bore. <laughs> Stop it. That's so gross. Daniel was...
2: 17 months, I suppose. And I was quite pregnant with Erica, number eight. And my husband, remember I mentioned earlier that he came in and we'd put his work briefcase down and pick up his church briefcase. And that particular night when he grabbed that church briefcase, I thought, oh, I wish he'd just stay home for a little bit. And then at some point, I started to cry. And I think it was like two days later, I was still crying, and my husband loaded me and Daniel, my baby at the time, in the car, took me to the airport, and sent me to my parents for six weeks. Across the country him in him. Oregon. <laughs> it's called
1: a mental breakdown, would you say, a yes. yes.
3: Mental breakdown.
2: I think it was because I Postpartum. can't even remember anything. I just remember being there with my mother and sort of thinking, six weeks. But not saying, get me home. I
1: was just going to enjoy it. Oh, my gosh. Because give us a little context. At this point, you had a new baby.
2: I had Daniel at 17 months, and I was pregnant.
1: And you have had the boys, the two adopted boys in the family for 17 months, because I think your little Little Daniel was brand new when you picked those boys up from the airport. So I
2: adopted two little very troubled children of my adopted cousin who had great serious troubles of her own that she was just born with. Emotional troubles. Right. I think I I just, I don't even remember thinking this is too much for me. The only thought I had was that I remember,
1: I wish she wouldn't go off tonight. And then, boom. So I'm going to just chime in here and say this is how I am. This is another way how I'm like, Mother, I don't realize that I'm going through crisis until I look back. After the breaking point, whether for me it's anaphylactic shock from stress, if it's um, shingles shingles from stress, if it's a complete emotional breakdown, not being able to like compose myself, I don't even know.
0: Yeah. It's because you're a yes girl like mom is yeah. anything anyone asks of you is yes I can do that no ask is too big no project is too outrageous yeah but you yeah because you see the the glass half full yeah. you don't realize that it's starting to overflow and then all of a sudden you're in a puddle of tears yeah. or you're breaking out in shingles and, or That's you're like about right.
1: to, yeah you're taking your two-month-old to the hospital for two days because you have to come down on antihistamines because you've had anaphylactic shock in the night from stress mm-hmm. but that's how that's that's i'm like you mother in that way where you don't you can suffer it sounds bad but like suffer in happiness in in with these rose-colored glasses it's not good for the health it's not good for but you can't really change it you just have to you just have to be okay and happy but but at this point, your husband came to the rescue, recognized it. This is a huge blessing, and he took care of you. And hopefully everyone has someone in their, in their life where they can come in and rescue you from these situations, whether it's a sister, a friend, a partner, a spouse, a mother. Yeah. Well, the grandparents took care of you kids. There's some good stories from that. There's too. some real <laughs> good stories. There's another podcast. But how but are things
0: different when you came,
2: when I came home. home? Dad came home? Put down his work brief- briefcase and walked right over to the sink and took over whatever I was doing.
1: That's amazing. That yeah. is amazing.
2: And from then on, he helped me. He didn't know it and I didn't know it. But yeah. as soon
1: as we realized it, he did what he could and do. And what a good man for stepping up and seeing yes. where he yeah. could change and, and help and acting on it. When was this? This was in like the 70s, late 70s. Daniel was born in 78. So yeah. Yeah. Almost. So that's pretty progressive. progressive yeah. Yeah. Very Mary. progressive You're, and pretty amazing. And I didn't even know the ending to that story. Yeah.
0: Did, were people talking about postpartum depression when you were having your babies? Mm-mm. And you don't think no. you ever felt it. It was just this one moment. And maybe it was just all of this stuff on piled on top. I maybe I w- was... Getting sick with some, I don't know, you just
2: don't know. It wasn't like me to get that way because I was just so easygoing.
1: Mm -hmm. Easygoing. It's just so interesting and amazing and so important that this conversation about like anxiety, depression, ADD, all this stuff that's really discussed now and addressed, postpartum being one really big hot topic. Now it's at the forefront of our conversation, but back then, luckily, mom had had her own coping mechanisms, and maybe it meant having more children, which is, like, <laughs> the opposite of what some people would yeah. say yeah. Is, the, is the medicine for yeah. that. And then she had dad who came in, and that story, the end of that story is I never amazing. knew it. Yep. I it didn't is, know it either. And the, so thinking sweet. about
0: the, co- the coping mechanisms, I think I got this from you, too, Mom, is you always had a project going, art, sewing, whatever, and I always felt like I needed something else, too, outside of the immediate – duties of motherhood. Me too. Um, for me, it was singing or, you know, theater or
1: starting a business, but that helps me be a better, better mother. And that I can say I'm like that too. And that's, I think how for me and Shelly Raising Wild was born. We loved this role as a mom, but there was something brewing in us that we felt like we wanted to express. And it came in the form of Raising Wild. Can I just say one thing that has a
4: little bit to do with what she was talking about, that when you can kind of tune things out and not pay attention to them, at least for me, it's a coping mechanism that I kind of can tune out the general discord or noise. But then once you recognize it, it is very overwhelming. When I
0: totally get that. Like when you're trying to finish up something and you're yeah. like, mom, 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 and you ignore it and then you blow up. But I think this is different. Yeah. I think this is nurturing another part of yourself. Like, you are a mother of 12 kids, but you are also an artist and a philanthropist. And yes. you are also an entrepreneur. One of the things that I read in your journals is you talking about Barbara Brooks coming over to go over your business plan for Homefront Trading Company. Yes. when <laughs> you had, like, 10 kids. You were building business plans. I think <laughs> you
1: were pregnant with your 10th <laughs> child. I think you were pregnant with me, and you wrote your first business plan. Oh my God. I love that, well, that so That was all much. fun. It
2: was all because it was so much fun. And I want to mention, these girls are all very entrepreneurial and involved in wonderful outside things. But they balance it perfectly with their main
0: job. No, not
1: perfectly. (laughs) Oh, yes, they do. Let her say this. Let her say this. This They balance it it perfectly
2: because they don't neglect their children. Their children benefit from it. Look at your family full of singers. Mine? Instrument players. Actresses and actors your son that just your twenty one year old son who just asked if you would give him voice lessons. It's yeah. amazing. Oh no, it's true. It's okay. So sweet.
0: You can do it all. You can There's do There's no it all. one right way. No yes. to be a mother.
1: And I'm gonna just quote from Vanessa. I've heard Vanessa say this before in interviews, but mom used the word balance, but I want you to know that it isn't balance. It's it's just a matter of making it work. It's going to be priority. heavy. It's yes. very fluid. It's very fluid. Changing. Sometimes we have to put the business first in moments. We have to go and travel or make this business meeting a priority over art class. I was supposed to go teach art class. and But it's, it is fluid because 90% of the time my home and family comes first. And then Sometimes you have to sacrifice, obviously not the well-being of your children, but your time, because it is a juggling act, less of a balancing act. But there are lessons to be Mm -hmm. learned from that, and your kids are benefiting from it, even when you do have to put those responsibilities first in some situations.
0: One of the things mom always said is there is a time and season for all things, is I would Mm -hmm. get frustrated that I couldn't do everything I wanted to do right that minute. That was something that you always said to me, and I love that, and I've carried that with me. Well, because I learned it.
2: I remember thinking to myself, in the midst of all of the children and everything that goes along with it, well, I guess I'll never be able to do what I want to do. But I wasn't saying it like, <sighs> I was saying it like, I'm resolved. But that's not true, and I learned that. You, you're you going to be able to do so many things. When you've got your kids little And they really do demand a lot of your time. You may be tempted to say, I guess I'm never going to be able to do anything I want to do. I have said that many times. But just wait a couple of years and the whole dynamic is different. And you find that,
0: oh, my goodness. I'm in that space right now. Nate and I just went on a little overnight ski date all by ourselves, leaving our children (laughs) home with their adult siblings. And Mm -hmm. it was amazing.
1: (laughs) And in years we
0: struggled through ski school and schlepping kids in gear
1: and thinking, why are we even doing this? So something that uh, I know, I've witnessed this firsthand with Erica and her tiny little kids. And she, how long have you been working at Chatbooks now?
3: About five years, over five years. So five five years years
1: ago, you found a little break in your schedule. Mm -hmm. I know that you were wanting to bring in some more money into the household. Yeah, it just worked out. Finn was in preschool and there was time. My
3: kids are now full-time in school. So now I'm I'm able to pick up more time. And it's something I love doing, and it, it makes me, I feel like I'm a better mom when I'm doing my own thing. So, so go back
1: eight years, eight years, okay? <laughs> eight years when I had... And you would could never imagine. No. Oh, no. Never imagine going and working, and it's just a new season. Yeah. I used to describe
3: my version of motherhood, because I had seven babies in 10 years, that this last baby was like I was swimming, and someone just handed me a cat, Oh my like gosh! You're <laughs> oh, and you're just she, treading many, water, and someone just now handed me a cat to, many, <laughs> to try to keep out of the water. He kind of so.
1: was like a cat, actually, screaming and crying <laughs> upstairs. He yeah, was one he of those. It was the time, as we were driving
2: through our home near the cow pastures, she would look longingly over at those cow mothers and say, "This,
3: I wish I was a cow." <laughs> I was jealous so of you the could cow mom there, and they could take care of themselves. Yes, I'll driving them past a nurse mom, seeing those moms do, do what they gravy, wanted to do, raising. and those babies would come get what they needed, and then off they would go. I there was a time where I was jealous of a pasture full of cows. That does <laughs> not sound dreamy. I'm yeah. thinking
1: of a little metaphor right now. I'm thinking about how cool it is that we all five of us are all just a little offshoot of mother, and how we're all connected in so many things we all have a little bit of her it's so incredible and it's so fun to actually be sitting here Leah I'm so sorry you're not here with us because I know so you're talking about you being like me and I'm gonna
2: say one little thing about my wonderful mother I remember one day she was visiting us and we had one of those great Florida thunderstorms rain and thunder and wild it was so exciting and I said something to my mother, who was visiting with dad at that time, how don't, aren't we so happy that we love thunderstorms and, and this kind of weather? And mother said, Oh, I don't love it. And I said, What are you talking about? I grew up running to the window with you, ooing and eyeing over all of the beautiful flashes of th- lightning and The downpour. And she says, oh, my mother, who was only 13 when she had me, was so afraid of thunder and lightning that she would take the two little girls and hide under the bed. So I was petrified, and it ruled my life, and I did not want my children to have to suffer.
1: This is your mother, Josephine. My
0: mother, Josephine Hannah Castle. So that proves that if you're not lucky enough to have an amazing model mother you can break the mold you can change that pattern and make a deliberate choice a generation she did
1: that she did it you had no idea that she was scared and don't you all love that yes I was about to say that there's another shoot right back to our like main route right here We my live for a good thunderstorm.
0: Yes. Mom, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us. And it's such a treat to have these three beautiful sissies of it's been mine so fun. sitting here. And Leah, I can see you on the computer screen there. One of the things that I love the most about our family is how close we are. There are 12 of us, and there's no one that I would rather be with than my brothers and sisters. Amen. Tell me, what is your secret? For all of us moms trying to raise kids who love each other and want to be together— What's the trick?
2: Well, years ago, long, long ago, when we were married, Rainier's mom and dad did not come to the wedding.
3: That seems bad. And they They were in Florida.
2: Yep. And they didn't come to Edra Lynn's wedding either or to Jackie and Rulin's wedding. And I don't ever remember thinking, oh, what
0: what on earth is that all about? Because they lived in Florida, and you guys all got married in the West. It was financially not... We thought, but... The same year that we were married,
2: they went to his family reunion in Utah. And the same thing with Edra Lynn. So there was money to be with his family. It was just a
1: priority. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I said, if we have any money, let's spend it to get our family together whenever possible. Because I want them to love each other more than anyone else. And that's what we did.
1: And, and you that's what con- we're doing. You continue to do that. I and we, February uh, the kids, we are benefiting from it. And it is it worked. Because not only do we love each other and are we best friends, we go on vacation together. We choose to. <laughs> we may or may not have to just, like, completely blindfold and drag our husbands along with us. Yeah, Absolutely. that's a minor sticking point <laughs>
0: <Sometimes>. But,
1: <laughs> hey, we've already decided. We've changed the couple's, the name of the couple's trip to the adult trip adult so that trip. we can go with or without our other but couple. But all you couple. siblings better be there. Yes.
2: Well, we have, we're have we having it every year, so the reason being, there
3: may be a time. I know. I know all but. about the times of when, come if you can, but if not, no, we'll catch Ricky. you next time. Can How many years <laughs> has it been? How many years has that been? T. I was pregnant with Ace, and Ace is nine, so backstory on that was Ten. we did a... Uh, cruise a sisters cruise. cruise and which
2: we were thinking we would do quite regularly oh we
3: yeah. I, I heard guaranteed. yearly uh, I heard yearly at the time so when uh, they how said did that happened so when I found out I was pregnant and I was too pregnant to go on the cruise it was a oh that's okay we'll just do it next time and ace will be 10 in uh, April and we have yet to be on a sister's cruise <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. okay <laughs> So, okay, so that's something that you can learn. Best laid there plans. There will
1: be
2: great intentions, but don't throw, throw, don't throw it out. Just keep trying until well, something works. Well, that's working. what I got from
3: you is and I'm trying. the eternal optimist, so.
1: And trying. And, trying. and, <laughs> and, trying. Maybe, and you'll maybe you'll maybe just
0: get to,
1: when you turn 40, go on, on your a sister's cruise birthday. for your 40th
3: birthday. <laughs> what? For my birthday? When? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> We're going on a cruise! 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 We're going on a cruise!
0: We're going on a cruise! We're going on a cruise! We're going on a cruise! Wait, We're going on a cruise! 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 We'! We're going on a cruise! We're going on a cruise! we are going on a cruise we are going on a cruise we are going on a cruise we are going we are going on a cruise we are going on a cruise we are going on a we are going on a are going on a cruise we are are
1: Thanks for being with us. We'll see you Wait. next week. be Cruising in Cozumel, Mexico. Here we go, Mexico. Here we come, Mexico.
0: Thank you so much for being here with us. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and let us know what you think. Also, check out the show notes for links to the things we talked about. And you can find a special chapbooks discount code. All right. We'll see you next week.